Good morning. So glad you guys are with us for week two of God Is That You. Um, it's a great series that we've been in, and it's a question that I think we all ask at some point or another, right? Whether it's big life decisions or whether it's knowing the right answer um, to a question that's really been bugging us. Uh, I think we all want to know at the end of the day, man, God, I want your answer, but how do I know that it's you giving me that answer? And so let me kind of put things in perspective for you uh, before we really jump into the series. My question for you is, have you ever really had that decision? Have you ever really been confronted with that, that moment where it's coming down to the wire and you've got a big decision to make? And, and it's a complicated decision. You feel like maybe you've been asking God or maybe you haven't asked God yet, but at the very least, you've asked a friend. And you say, hey, I got a big decision, but I'm not really sure what to do. What do you think? What, do you, what would you do in this situation? And your friend kind of ponders it for maybe five minutes or maybe an hour, maybe a couple days, and they get back to you and they say, you know, um, I'm thinking this is what I would do. I'm thinking that this is the decision that you should make. And you trust that friend. You're pretty cool. You, you, you've seen good discernment in their life. You, you've seen wise choices. Maybe from the outside looking in, it looks like they have a good family life and they're pretty wealthy. And so you think, hey, that's, that's pretty good advice. But let me just circle back and check one more time with one more friend. And so you go to your next friend or, or your next influence in your life that you think is solid and grounded and, and you go to them and you say, hey, what do you think about this decision? What do, you, what do you think I should do with this decision? And they give you the opposite answer. And now you're stuck in limbo, right? Now you're stuck between, I really trust this person and they said this, and I, and I really trust this person and they said the opposite thing, and I don't know what to do. And, and it comes down to a big moment, as this big decision, and you're conflicted, and you feel like you're still not hearing from God if you've tried that avenue, and so there's a lot of tension building in this moment, right? There's a lot of, hey, God, I want to know what to do. How do I know what to do? Can you just give me the answer in that moment of desperation? I think you've probably been there, whether it's with a big life decision, whether it's moving to a different house, or whether it's somebody you should marry, a relationship you should be in, um, friends that you should be around, whatever that looks like. I'm sure we've all had that decision at some point or another. Um, I have had that decision at one point or another. I'm not... Um, different from you with that, with that tension, with that conflict. In fact, the biggest tension moment of my life, probably up to this point, um, was not who I was going to marry, um, but what I was going to do for a living. The marriage part was easy. Katie's pretty awesome. I'm, I'm pretty sure most of you that have met her, if you've met her, know that's cut and dry. That's a no-brainer. Um, but when I was in college, I was still wrestling with this idea of, hey, God, what are you going to do with me? What, what do you want me to do as a career? What am I supposed to do? Is there a cut thing that I'm supposed to do? Or, or God, are you, calling me, are you calling every person to something? Or should I just make a good decision? What does that look like? And so I go back and forth and I'm in college and I'm wrestling with this and, and I'm starting to follow Jesus closer and, and God's making things clearer to me. And I remember one weekend in particular, this was crazy, one weekend in particular, um, I get a word from, we end up being around three different pastors, a former pastor of mine, a current pastor of mine, um, and then, a, and then a, a friend of mine who's a pastor, um, and, and unprompted, all three of them at one point this weekend said, man, you sound like you're, you're ready for seminary. Man, you sound like you're ready um, to go teach the word of God. You sound like, like ministry is maybe something you should do. And honestly, I wrestled with that. I said, that's something God should call me to, not people. Why are people telling me what I should do with my life? That's something that God should tell me to do. I shouldn't have to listen to somebody's good opinion or, or what somebody thinks about what I should do a career, especially if it's to pursue God in ministry. God, if that's something you want me to do, make that clear, right? And so I'm going back and forth, and honestly, this was probably the most tense 
uh, two weeks of my life, and, and, and there was zero rest in my life, and I was wrestling, and I couldn't sleep for two weeks straight because I'm, I'm battling with this, and I feel this unrest in my heart, and finally, I just get down to it. I'm like, God, if this is something that you want me to do, just make it clear. Make it clear to me. <laughs> and God, in, in his humor and, and maybe just in his shaking and saying, hey, AJ, why aren't you listening? I've been telling you. Um, takes a fourth pastor two weeks later and makes that clear to me. And, and I kind of had to step down from where I was at pridefully and say, wow, maybe God's just using people. Maybe God's using these people, these spiritual leaders to speak into my life so that I know what he's trying to tell me. And so I had that luxury and I wrestled with that and I realized, hey, that's the conclusion that I need to come to is that God is speaking to me. God's giving me the answer, but God's using godly men in my life to give me that answer, to affirm the thing that he's calling me to that I just have been unable to see uh, until I put my pride aside. And so all that to say, I don't think you're the only one that wrestles with that back and forth. I wrestle with that back and forth. It's something that I think um, we all deal with. And maybe um, even in hindsight, as you deal with these issues, you think, man, I, I still don't know what to do. And that's what gets us to that frustrating point of, God, can you just give me a sign? Can you just tell me what to do? I just want to know what the right answer is. And, and it leads us to this frustrating moment if we don't know where to look and we don't know how to listen. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, the question I think we all want to know today, and, and the question that we, we're asking this series, the question we all want to know this series is, man, God, is that you? Is that is that bad pizza? Is that a right decision? Or is it God? Are you telling me something? Are you trying to, to get a hold of me and give me um, some input here? And that's the question I think we all wrestle with. Um, but the beauty behind this is you're not the first person to wrestle with that throughout history. I'm not the first person to have wrestled with that throughout history. Uh, in fact, there's a guy that we talked about last week, and his name is Jonah, and Jonah wrestled with this. Jonah wrestled with this, and last week our big takeaway, our big moment, our big, our big uh epitome, if you will, was that, hey, you can know what God's trying to tell you if you just get in his word. Um, but that really wasn't good enough for Jonah. In fact, Jonah um, decided to neglect that. And this week, as we dive in, what we're going to see is that God is, is, is grabbing Jonah and saying, hey, I've already told you this, and you already know the right answer to this, but you're still not listening. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to use people. I'm going to use people to show you and confirm what I've been trying to tell you all along. So that's our big idea today. Our big idea today is that God can speak to us through those around us. God can speak to us through those around us. God is not limited by anything that we have going on. God very much has every capability to speak into us, but I think one of the big avenues that we see when God is trying to get a hold of us is that he uses people that are in our lives. He uses influences, godly people that are around us. And sometimes, in Jonah's case, maybe not even godly people. Maybe just people in general. And that gets where it gets tricky, and we're going to unpack some of that. Um, but I'm excited to dive into that and see and show you what I mean as we wrestle with this tension of, God, what are you saying, and how do I know it's you? So if you have your Bibles, uh, we're going to be in Jonah 1 again today, and we're going to be in verses 1 through 6, really focusing in on 4 through 6. And so what I'm going to do um, as you're kind of flipping through there in your living room, your car, wherever you're at today, is I'm going to give you a couple seconds to do that. And if you don't have a Bible or you don't have a Word of God, copy of God, that's okay. It's going to be on the screen with us here too. Um, and I'm going to kind of unpack and give us a little quick recap from one through three, right? So, so God is calling this guy Jonah. Jonah's a prophet. And God's saying, Jonah, I have a hard task, but it's a task that I'm calling you to anyway. Um, 
the reality for a lot of prophets is they all had a lot of hard tasks, right? Um, and so while it's a huge blessing to be a prophet and have that direct communication with God in the Old Testament, it usually also meant a lot of hard things were coming down the pipeline. Um, and so it was a big, big task to be a prophet. And, and God hits Jonah, a prophet, with one of these big tasks. And he says, hey, I need you to go to Nineveh. We unpacked this a little bit last week, but Nineveh was, Nineveh was not a pretty place, right? Um, Nineveh was not a place that you were chomping at the bit to go to if you were a follower of God, if you were a follower of Yahweh. And so Jonah knows that. Jonah's a little, a little edgy here. He, he's really not feeling that. And so instead, Jonah does what I think, if we're honest, a lot of us want to do a lot of the times whenever it comes to hard decisions and doing the right thing. And Jonah goes the complete opposite direction. And so um, that's kind of where we pick up in verse four. Jonah goes the complete opposite direction and he gets on a ship and, and they're going a different direction. And what happens while he's on the ship is this. Verse four. But the Lord threw a great wind onto the sea and such a great storm arose in the sea that the ship threatened to break apart. Crazy. The sailors were afraid and each cried on to his, or out to his God. They threw the ship's cargo into the sea to lighten the load. Meanwhile, in the middle of a storm, gather this, in the middle of a storm that is about to break the ship, Jonah had gone down to the lowest part of the vessel and had stretched out and fallen into a deep sleep. The ship is about to break. And Jonah's like, hey, you know, um, I'm just going to go down into the bottom of the ship and take a little breather, take a little nap. And I don't, this is a little sidebar. I don't know what that says about Jonah's heart in this moment, right? I don't know what that says that you're so disconnected from what's going on around you that in your callous that you're just gonna go take a nap in the middle of chaos all around you and God's calling you to something completely different. That's sidebar, different conversation uh, for free, but pretty crazy that he's sleeping in the middle of this crazy storm. Here's what happens next. The captain approached him and said, and this is where we're gonna be today. This is where I want us to camp out today. The captain approached him and said, what are you doing sound asleep? Get up, call to your God, and maybe this God will consider us and we won't perish. Wow. The captain approached him, one more time, verse six. The captain approached him and said, what are you doing sound asleep? Get up, call to your God, maybe this God will consider us and we won't perish. So the captain is at such a place of panic here that he's going to everybody in the ship and he's saying, hey, I don't know what religion you're rocking with. I don't know what God you're serving, but let's go ahead and cover all the bases because things are getting crazy. And so if you got one, pray to him. Jonah, you got one? Let's pray to him. Let's go ahead and, and make sure that we're crying out to every possible um, God or deity that's out there so that we can get out of the storm. That's how bad the storm was. That's where things have gotten for them. And it's crazy because... Jonah knows exactly what the captain's saying. And, and here's the thing, uh, here, here's the big thing for us today. Here's the big thing that I don't want us to miss today is that when the captain says that, when the captain says, get up, call to your God, maybe this God will consider us and we won't perish. Here's the neat thing about this is that when he says, get up and call to your God, that's a trigger in Jonah's head because Jonah knows what the word of God says, Right? And what this actually translates to in the Hebrew, this call in this get, this get up and call is actually translating to preach, which translates to pray, right? And so Jonah knows this. Jonah's saying, oh, this is Jonah's moment of, wait a minute, you're not God, but I hear God very clearly in the middle of your distress, in the middle of your command to me. The guy's saying, hey, get up and pray. Pray and preach, reach out to your God. And so Jonah's very familiar with what's going on. And so this is the first moment Jonah kind of sits back and he's like, oh, wait a minute. I've tried to run from God. 
I've tried to make my own decision. I've tried to do what I thought was right, even though I've heard from God and God's still pursuing me. And the crazy part about that is God's not just pursuing him, but God is making sure that he knows what he's saying through a pagan, through somebody who doesn't know his God. He doesn't know Jonah's God, but he's saying, hey, get up and do this. And, and Jonah immediately recognized, man, God, I hear you. I hear you telling me what my next step is. I hear you telling me um, what I should be doing. But here's the kicker there is that Jonah doesn't know that. Jonah doesn't know this. He doesn't recognize God's voice through this ship captain unless he's already been in God's word, right? And so we're gonna kind of get into that in a little more detail, but people are a great source to hear from God, um, but even they backpedal us back to the word of God, like we talked about last week. That should be our primary source when it comes to listening to God. And so Jonah realizes that, man, that takes me back to the word of God and I hear God's voice in his voice and that takes me to the place where I need to be. Let me give you an example like this, man. Fatherhood has been a cool thing for me to experience the last year. Dax's first birthday, my son, is gonna be uh, one years old on the 26th, right? And so that's been a neat process because some scripture has come to life for me that really hasn't been alive yet, um, or maybe that I've seen and read, but really haven't comprehended the way that God's intending me to comprehend it, um, just because sometimes experience elevates scripture, right? And so you see in scripture, God says, hey, my sheep know my voice, my sheep know who I am. And when I think about Dax, we, we could take Dax to a public setting and Dax could be hanging out with somebody else or I could come home to the babysitter or, or I could go pick him up from the babysitter's house and I could say, hey, buddy. And immediately he'll stop what he's doing and he'll turn and he'll look and he'll say, I recognize that voice. That's my dad's voice. I think that's exactly what's happening with Jonah whenever that, whenever that ship captain says to him, he says, man, wait a minute. I recognize that voice. That's my dad's voice. That's my father's voice. That's Yahweh's voice. That's my God's voice. And so he starts to lean in a little further. And it gets, it gets tricky because what do you do with that? What do you do with now? Hey, now we know that God speaks through people and that's a reality, but it can be a tense reality because now I'm having to navigate, okay, I need to know God's voice first, right? That's the first thing I need to do. But when I do that, because I've been in his word, how do I know when he's using somebody to tell me? How do I know when he's using people to affirm what his word has already told me? And that's the cool thing um, that I think he does here is that that becomes so clear to us whenever we know God's word. So first, know God's word, right? We talked about that last week. We, and we talked about that first because there's, no, there's not too much emphasis that can be added to that. That is the biggest thing that we could possibly tell you when you want to hear God's voice. Go to his word. God has already spoken and has been speaking through prophets uh, and through scribes and through his word for years, right? But the second thing is when you feel like somebody is trying to tell you something or you feel like somebody is trying to give you a word from the Lord or you feel like maybe they're not and it's the wrong thing, check it. Put it up against scripture. So that's how we can navigate whether we know people are trying to speak through God to us. And so here's a little checklist I kind of gave you. If you have your notes following along, it's going to be popping up in the chat with you um, throughout. So if you don't have the chat, now's a great time to go ahead and check out the platform or maybe minimize your screen so you can see the chat. But I got a couple points to kind of help us navigate that question of what do we do now? What do you do now? What do I do now that I know God can speak through people? Here's the first one. Know that you're probably not going to recognize his voice if you don't recognize his word. Jonah doesn't know that this is the voice of God unless he's already familiar with the voice of God. Dax doesn't know when I walk in the room and I say, hey, buddy, unless Dax, Dax has been listening to me for months on end already, right? 
That's the first thing. Know that you're probably not going to recognize that voice if you're not first in his word. The second thing, God can use unexpected places. He can use unexpected people, but we should be kind of smart about that, right? We should seek people who are wise. Sure, God can use a pagan ship captain, but um, in the middle of a storm where there's no other options, that's what God uses. But I think in your life, you can probably think of some people who are wise, who are maybe spiritually mature, um, who you could go to first. And if you're not a Christian and you don't have those influences in your life, that's okay. I would say, go back to step one. I would say, hey, see what God's word has to say about that. And then when you start to hear those other voices, if God's, if God's voice, God, is that you? Is that something you're concerned about? Then let's check those voices up against God's word. The third thing, people can sometimes be wrong. We are not bulletproof, right? We are imperfect people serving a perfect God and running after his mission and his calling. And so people can sometimes be wrong. Even when we listen to people, we have to be careful navigating those waters. Here's what um, Romans 16, 17, and 18 has to say about this. is what Paul writes. He says, Now I urge you, brothers and sisters, to watch out for those who create divisions and obstacles contrary to the teaching that you learned. Avoid them because such people don't serve the Lord our Jesus Christ or serve our Lord Christ, but their own appetites, they deceive the hearts of the unsuspecting with smooth talk and flattering words. Man, what a sobering thing to know that, hey, not everyone has God's agenda. In fact, the majority of the time, they've got their own agenda. And it can get manipulative, right? Smooth talk, flattering words. When they have their own agenda, and we're trying uh, to, to listen to them and see what they have to think. So be careful. Not everyone is pursuing Jesus. So if you're wondering, man, what's a wise person look like? What kind of counsel should I seek? I would say first and foremost, when we look at that, make sure we look at someone who does serve our Lord Christ. That's a great step one when we're listening to people, when we're looking for influence. Um, when it comes to, I mean, God, is that you? Look for someone who's listening to God on their own time. Look for someone who is in their word and knows God's voice. And um, here's the fourth thing. Here's the last thing. People must always be tested by God's word because there are a lot of people that do love Jesus and that do follow Jesus and that are well-intentioned um, that maybe still have some bad advice and that maybe read some bad advice and in their life at some point put that advice over God's word and, and the advice that he's offered there. And so when you're listening to people still make sure that you're testing them against God's words. Here's what uh, 1 John chapter 4, verse 1 has to say about that. He says, Dear friends, don't believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see if they're from God, because many false prophets have gone in, out into the world. Many people have said, hey, this is a word from the Lord. But a lot of those things, if we're not careful, uh, we'll see that they go right up against in contrast to what Scripture says. So make sure, man, when you're looking for that influence, you're looking for a godly influence. And above that, um, even with godly influences, make sure that you're saying, hey, how does this match up against the Word of God? Even me, even Chip, even Jeff, even Austin, even Eddie, even Trey, it doesn't matter. We want you to know, Paul says this to, um, to a group that he's talking to, and he says, hey, test what I'm telling you. I know I'm new to you. I know I'm a new face. Go look at the word of God. What we know for sure is that the word of God is not gonna mess up. We talked about it last week. It is perfect. It is flawless. It is inerrant. So go look at that based on what I say and make sure those two things match up. That's a great excuse to go read your Bible anyway, right? Go fact check us. Go make sure that we are saying the things that we need to be doing because our goal every single week is not to give you something different, but to make sure every single week that we're giving you the word that God has given us to give to you. And so those are four things, four checklist things that'll be in your chat that I think are great ways to know, okay, so if that's true, what do I do with this? If that's true, 
then how do I navigate this? Where do I go from here? And so um, there's, more, there's more scriptures actually in our Bible that warn us of trusting in man's knowledge than those teaching us um, how God can speak through people in our lives. Let me say that one more time. There are more scriptures in your Bible that say, hey, be careful about what God, uh, people have to say than there are that say, hey, listen to what people have to say. Be careful. That should be a good cue that, yes, God can use people, but make sure, put it up against God's word and see if that lines up. And so um, we have to be incredibly discerning. We have to be making sure that when we hear these things, we know, hey, we are putting this up there. We are making sure that we are tracking, that this is tracking with what God's got to say. And, this is, and that leads us right into our takeaway. And our takeaway is not unfamiliar from last week. This is our takeaway this week. And that's that people can only speak with God's voice when they speak with God's word. You're not gonna hear somebody use God's voice that hasn't used God's word. You're either gonna hear God's voice because it's gonna line up with his word or it's not gonna be um, God's voice in the first place. He's never gonna speak in contrast to his word. He's never gonna tell you something. There is no new revelation, no new word coming down the pipeline for you uh, or for me or for anybody. God is gonna stay consistent. He's the same as he was yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He is good, he is faithful, and he is consistent. And that is the God that we serve. And so know that, take confidence in that. Um, whenever we hear things, know that, man, God's voice is never gonna contradict God's word. God's voice is always gonna be the same. And so when we listen to people's voice, we should make sure that it's got God's word um, right there in the middle of it. It's been fun walking through this. There's been so many moments for us as we go through the series. Um, it's a fun series to just look at, look at culture, look at our own lives and look at what people have told us as pastors and say, you know, people do kind of deal with that, and, and, and I kind of deal with that, and that's a tension that I have to manage. And so we know that it's a tension you're managing, and, and we hope it's a tension you're managing because we hope it's a tension that you're taking to God. We hope that your prayer life is full of, God, what should I do? Help me understand, because that's a great thing. If there's not this question, that means you're probably not going to God. So the first thing I want to encourage you to do this week as you take this message, you take this content, is pray. Pray. Ask God. Say, hey, God, I want to know what the right thing to do is. And then from there, um, I'm certain the first thing God's going to tell you in your prayer time is, hey, we'll, we'll go look and see what I've already said, and then we'll go from there. Um, because the word of God is faithful. And so if you've never done that before, I hope you're doing that. If, if you don't know Jesus, I hope that this is a great opportunity for you to say, man, I've really sought a lot of counsel, and I'm still coming up with a lot of loose ends. Maybe I should try this Jesus thing. Maybe I should see what Jesus has to say about this because um, there's a lot of practical wisdom out there, but one thing we talked about a couple weeks ago is that spiritual wisdom is supreme to that. It trumps that. It's superior to that, and that is the thing um, that really gives us comfort as Christians. And so be encouraged by that. Go to God. See what he's got to say about that. And if you are a Christian, man, I could just echo this all day long <clears throat> and in private conversation. Go to God. Make sure go to God's word whenever we hear people. Whenever we give advice, Here's a good plug. When you're on the giving end of that, make sure that you know what God's word says so that you're not giving someone advice in contrast to what his word already says. But that's what I've got for us today. I'm gonna pray for us. Um, and then I'm excited to end our service with worship today. Stick around for the recap. And then we've got an awesome more study kind of talking about this this week on the website as well. So if you're online, we are so pumped you're with us. Drop a hey in the chat. We wanna talk with you. We wanna get to know you. Um, we want you to know this is an online campus, not just an online viewing platform. And so we wanna get to know you. Say hey. Um, we got a team that's waiting right there to, to chat with you, to pray with you as you deal with these things, as you wrestle with these things. So don't hesitate. Um, and then if you're navigating the website throughout the week, that more video is a great option. If you um, have a small group setting that you invite to your house, or if you just want to do some private study on your own to kind of dig a little deeper um, into what we're talking about with the series, that's a great opportunity as well. But I'm going to pray for us, and then uh, we're going to roll out of here with worship and a recap, so stick around for that. 
Jesus, thank you so much that you're consistent. Thank you so much that you're good. Thank you so much that um, you use people, that you use tools, that you use resources when um, we need a little more clarity because we're imperfect people. And whenever we neglect to go to the word first, I'm just so grateful that you give us other resources. But Father, I pray that if there's any encouragement today, it's that you've already spoken and and there's no new thing coming down the pipeline. If anything, people are just going to affirm what you've already told us. And so I pray that you would just give us wisdom and discernment as we read your word. I pray that you would encourage us to read our word. I pray that you would comfort us as we navigate this question, um, God, is that you? And that you would just make that so clear to us this week and in the months going forward and in the years down the road. We love you and we praise you and we're so grateful for you. In Jesus' name, amen.